Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. This is Red Pill Tamales, and we have freedom of speech thanks to our patrons. Y'all know how big tech be trying to shut people down. It's one week you can't say certain things, you can't ask certain questions. If you want to join, hit us up, patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales now is the time to speak up and keep an open mind because we're seeing so many things we're seeing men allowed in the women's locker rooms we're seeing like boy biological boys competing against women you got this polarizing politicized mask debate where track students have to run with a mask uh schools being shut down churches they want to shut down churches taxes going up gas price going up what is what? What the hell is happening? We need lions like you, members of the Thea, the Tamal Intelligence Agency, and we need to grow the movement. Rob, tell them what good content we got coming. Every Wednesday, there's a public episode of RPT. You get an exclusive one on Fridays. You get Chingo chats on Mondays, and in the future, we're working on programming for also Tuesdays and Thursdays, so you have all week TIA exclusives if you join the Patreon. And be warned, people will call you kooky, crazy, sellout, conspiracy theorists, but all we want is objectivity, and we're just trying to get to the truth, y'all. We're trying to figure out what is what so that we can conduct our, our lives and our businesses, and we can get back to normal and raise our families. But if I were to believe it, it is an honorable thing to be a member of the Tia. Sas. All right, so check it out, yo. If you're like us and you want to get more books read, but can't always find the damn time to sit your ass down and read an actual book, then try audible we partner with audible to give you members of the tia the tia and all our podcast listeners a free book is yours to keep forever and a 30-day trial of their audible premium plus package no contract you can cancel anytime and they'll give you a reminder when your trial is about to end here's all you got to do a couple steps click the link in the show notes below or just go to audibletrial.com forward slash red pill tamales click on audible premium plus put your info browse what book you want and get your free book uh let us know what you got why'd you why'd you get that book and what'd you think about it we'll talk about it on the show sas right now i want you to get ready for the masa messiah the tamale kingpin. You know where I'm going with right. this? El Rey del Foreplay. I'm all, hey, I'm already not comfortable. The Versace Mariachi. What? All the way from Houston, Texas. Chingo Bling. Hey, man. 
Look, I'm excited about the future of podcasting. Um, I know we've talked about wanting to come up with more shows, more content to the schedule. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned uh, um, Hotep Jesus, how he has like, I got his number, so I want to really ask him like, so you, were you always trying to broadcast every day or was it the pandemic or is it just all the pros and benefits of streaming and podcasting i'm really curious because you know touring is cool and all these other things we have going on and i have some other business ideas i want to pick your brain about off air but um yeah we're looking forward to to really growing the patreon growing the podcast when we performed in corpus christi man i i I kept thinking to myself, I wish Rob was here. I wish wish Rob could hear what this person just told me. I wish Rob could see. uh, I wish Rob had heard RPT. And we're (laughs) all... Because it used to be like, where's the tamales? Or like, where's Cleto? Or... That's true. It used to be like, uh, Sass or... Or where's Canelo? Hey, Tio Juve. I was there for those shows. Or they'd be like, neighborhood Sancho. Now they're like, America first. <laughs> Love God in your country and your family. I just got married. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when I did the announcement about fellas, if you got a good woman and you know she's wife material, stop pussyfooting. Yeah. Fiddle farting. Yeah. And get it done. I was like, it might be the best decision of your life. What our community needs is strong families, strong couples that's going to raise these kids right. And um, afterwards, it was this young couple. And she's like, hey, um, thank you for giving him the push to propose. <laughs> and I was like, oh, did he just propose right now? She's like, no, not yet. And he's just sitting there all shy. Afterwards, I thought to myself, damn, I might have put some people on the spot. <laughs> like, there's probably somebody that's just on a date. Like, man, it's just my fuck buddy. Yeah. Like, man, I ain't trying to marry this chick. Uh, 100%. And I'm up there like, man, shout out to the couples. And, you know, if you were the woman, man, stop playing around, man. Lock it down, man. We need families. We need strong couples. The couples are under attack. You know, they're trying to divide us. That's so fucking funny. And, and I found a way to weave it in to the jokes, though. Because I was like... When fear kicks in, I talked about the freeze we had. I do a whole little joke. It's quick because it's new. There's not a whole lot there. But, um, but I talk about how when there's a crisis, when you're the man of the house, you know, what, what's your role? Uh, protect the family. I have nothing but girls, nothing but daughters. I'm, I can't be the one that's like, babe, you shoot them. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I got to be in the front with the gun. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's like, it's interesting, man. All this family stuff. Do you do you think that now, like getting back to it, you've gotten better at writing from the stage? Because you, you do you still write a lot, like by hand, or do you do a lot of the the stuff on stage and then take it back and start kind of honing in on it? I think I think the way I do it for the most part is I have my receptors open, I have my antenna on, and I'm living life. I'm making sure that I have experiences. You know, we got a baby on the way. She wants to give birth at the house again. Last time we did that, I had a whole 10-minute bit about it. Um, so I definitely use life experience, and a lot of it's personal. I'm not like, you know, it's hard for me to be like, so, like, just something out of the world. Hey, that's ironic. It's more like, this is what happened. We were at a Starbucks. Deaf guy walks in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's asking for money. Um, so, so number one, I keep my antennas open to what's going on in life with real life experience. And I I know what's funny. Like, I know, like, ah, oh, dude, that's fucking fun. Dude, write that shit down. You know what I mean? 
like sometimes my comedian friends will just tell me a story that's not even a joke to them and i'll be like why is that not a bit uh, or sometimes i'll be telling a story and they'll tell me the same thing like bro why haven't you talked about this like everything from collecting unemployment like all this stuff so then what i'd like to do is once i kind of have the main structure of the joke like okay i, I have a feeling this is going to work and when i go up there and tell it i know that this is a big punchline. this might be a cool act out this might be a tag and this is how i can resolve it there's like that little resolution mm -hmm. when you're done with the story and it's complete and in the beginning just like anybody that has a good story that they can tell at a, at a dinner party or like rob tell them the time when this right. and that and you kind of know how to quickly set it up how to get into it what are the funny parts how to keep people's curiosity going from the jump so then when i'm telling it on stage and working it out and polishing it and editing it that's when i get to really right on stage mm -hmm. like javi complimented me he's to my knowledge let me keep it real with y'all a lot of the material that i've been doing that i just did in corpus to me some of it's kind of old to me however i haven't been a lot of places a lot of people haven't heard this joke these these stories and these jokes you know we've been on lockdown for a year so it's still kind of new and then to me, I thought, man, these are all old to Javi. But Javi was like, dude, you've been writing. What the hell was all that new shit? There's some tags in there I hadn't heard. And dude, you were... Some of these shows, Rob, because we did four in Corpus. Um, some, Javi, Danielle, and my wife were like, it's like it's like I was it's like it's like Jordan game six with the flu. <laughs> it's like I'm walking to the bench with my looking for my Gatorade, and they're just kind of like yeah you got the juice now son yeah you got the juice you got the juice son they were like who lopez who hey. and basically that's how they were i like it um that's got to be refreshing it's good yeah. boost of confidence and it definitely did and for example javi would say dude you were you put on a motherfucking show tonight he was like you were definitely in your bag you were loose you were having fun he's like um what did he say? Um, he just said, he was just like, you were popping them. Because I was bringing in, you know how Canelo's learning English? And mm -hmm. he's like, hey, fuck you, motherfucker. You know, hey, get the fuck out of here. Like, I found a way to weave that in. Nice. I had callbacks. Um, we do some music, musical type shit at the end. And uh, I am very grateful that people, I could tell, people were ready to live life. They were relaxed. They were loose. Nobody really had a mask on. Everybody was chill. It was literally felt like back to normal. Felt like 2019. Basically, yeah. Uh, are you a fan of uh, Greg Fitzsimmons? I know the name. I'm not too familiar. Okay. Rogan posted a clip of him. I guess he's, you know, hitting the road again. I love Fitzsimmons. I love his podcast. He's a great guest. Uh, I just want to play it because it was a... It was a fun bit. That I, he's probably a throwaway because it's you know when it's COVID related. I feel like a lot of comedians are probably just like everyone's got a COVID something, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna play real quick. I just hear me out on this. What if you got the COVID real bad and the doctor just went death sentence? Sorry, go home, lock the door, don't let anyone in. We're sorry, goodbye. And now you're alone in the house and you're sick and you're coughing and all you're thinking, what anybody would be thinking is. I just want to get laid one more time. Isn't that what you want? Just once more. 
See, fuck the dog. Now, hold on, hold on. Not hard, not hard. <laughs> not hard. <laughs> Gently. And then he get into bed that night to go to sleep, and the dog usually jumps up on the bed with him. This night he kind of hangs back. He's like, you're a little weird lately. I'm, I'm going to sleep down on the floor tonight. That's all you. But then you wake up the next morning and you realize all your symptoms are gone. You're 100% again. And you realize you've discovered the cure for COVID-19. <laughs> and now you're at a moral crossroads, aren't you? Now you've got a big decision to make. Do I stay quiet with my shameful little secret and watch millions die? Or do you do the right thing? Hold a press conference. <laughs> um, funny story. Um, <laughs> and then once you tell people that, good luck getting a dog. Those, uh. There will be a run on pet shops. The pound will be empty. Big dogs will go first. Pit, pit bulls, Rottweilers. Because who wants to fuck a Shih Tzu? That feels wrong. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Shih Tzu. <laughs> what if? Yeah. Fucking. Man, you know who has some good COVID jokes, bro? Uh, Bryson Brown. Oh, yeah? Dude, Bryson's a funny guy. That boy got some funny. His whole little... He, he dropped a whole, um, like, a comedy EP with, like, all his COVID material, all his lockdown stuff. Oh, it's on Spotify, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. So, I want to get, I, I got um, the photo that I think I might want to use for my, um, if I end up releasing this old material, we shall see. Dope. The, uh, the HBO people. They're doing a, a comedy festival. Yeah, what's up with that? Any update? It's called the, I think it's called the Ha Comedy Festival. And then it, I think they, the subtitle is like Latinx something, Latinx right. something. That's the part I'm not really crazy about. Um, but this is what, all subject off subject. We've been talking about all this. Um, oh, let me tell you about this, man. <laughs> it, it's all related. Okay. Sorry. I know it feels no, like. No, no, no. Okay. okay, Tony Hinchcliffe. Mm -hmm. He was scheduled to be performing at the Mesquite Street Comedy Club in Corpus. So as I was on the menu website, checking out what I was going to order, I noticed they had like a little a flyer banner at the top, and it's like Tony Hinchcliffe with the dates. And as I'm ordering my food, I told the owner, I was like, hey, man, you got Tony Hinchcliffe coming? He's like, man, he was supposed to be, but when he was on stage doing that, that whole little bit, he's like, hours later... I get the email from WME, William Morris, and they're like, all Tony's shows are canceled. Uh, it's not happening. All Tony's shows, his tour's canceled, right? So what does the owner do? Okay, all of Tony's shows are canceled. All right, let me call Steve Trevino and get a replacement because Steve's going to sell it out every time in Corpus, right? That's what you would do. Right. So then Tony reaches out to uh, the owner of Mesquite. It's like, hey, man, uh, I got dropped by my agency, but you could deal with me. I'm still down. Still would love to do it if you'll have me. And he's like, dude, uh, I got the email from William Morris. They said your shit's canceled. I had to get a plan B going. So I'm sorry. I had to give your date away, right? So that's another reason why I fuck with these agents and these mm. agencies. That is some whole ass shit. 
What William Morris could have easily done, they could have said, we're no longer representing Tony Hinchcliffe. We're not working with him. We're distancing ourselves. We've severed ties. Um, Basically, (sighs) like, y'all could still work it out. Holler at him direct. We don't know who his new rep is going to be. That's some whole ass shit. They could, exactly, bro. They could at least hit Tony up and say, hey, man, we're not working with you no more, big dog. So you need to figure out what you're going to do about these things. Instead, they just cleaned them off the table canceled everything sent out an email before the fucking microphone could even get unplugged you know what i mean like he was probably still out having dinner after the show yeah by the time this fucking email got sent out and i don't know i guess that i mean i I know you're not supposed to use slurs right and no context in the world isn't ever enough for these people um you know boom you use a slur even if it's doesn't matter the context all right, I guess you're a racist and we don't want to work with you. Imagine being that petty that instead of hitting up the artist that you just dropped and saying, hey, we're no longer representing you, have fun or good luck reaching out to all the clubs that we've already booked, that you already got dates for, and telling them, you know, to whatever because they're working with you directly now. Instead, they did double the work by going and calling all the clubs that already had booked on tour and telling them to cancel the shows. They That's just some said, petty shit. Yeah, they just said all Tony's shows are canceled. All his dates are canceled. That's what they did. That's what they did. That's some, you know, that's some whole ass shit. It's like they're going out of their way to fuck them over. Um... I was never a fan of the Hollywood system, the Hollywood machine. I know I woke up feeling feeling a certain way. Like, yeah. man, maybe I should have just not went at Latino Hollywood. Like, who cares if they promoted, you know, Joseph Breezy and now they quiet that there's kids in cages and they build a wall and they deporting people uh, and they creating a whole situation. Um, but yeah, no, nah, fuck them. Uh, that, whole Holly- sure. that whole Hollywood system, man, like... They don't care about the art. They don't care about freedom of expression. They're not really caring about the artists. Uh, apparently, they don't really care about the venue. They just want to cover their own ass and their shareholders and their chairman of the board and their fucking big bureaucratic fucking system. I don't know how those agents survived in 2020. They probably had to go get another job or something because none of their artists are working. How are they going to collect their 20%, 15%, 10%? So, it's unfortunate. Uh, hopefully, uh, Mesquite Street Comedy Club and and Hinchcliffe they uh, they get in contact and figure out another date or something. And I'm sure they will because you made a good point. I didn't even think about it. That also fucks over the clubs. Yeah, it just throws everything. It's just like petty. It's unnecessary. I mean, they could have even used different language. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have to say, "Oh, his shit's canceled." It's like, "Hey, we caught wind of some things that we're not comfortable with," and for many reasons, we're gonna we rather not deal with him, and y'all need to figure it out or something. I mean, if I was an agent and I was working with somebody, and I had to make the tough decision of of like cutting them off, yeah, I'd be like, uh, "Hey guys, you know, obviously, you know, we we can't be involved in this right now. You got too much heat on you. You know, we're gonna catch too much slack if we back you up because we're fucking lame and soft." Uh, and we obviously don't respect the art form of comedy and you're not factoring in any context. You're not taking his side in any way. It's like, why do we hire agents? The agent is supposed to be on your team and they're supposed to have your back. They could have said, although we don't agree with using racial slurs, mm-hmm. we do agree in our, our artists and, and like Tony is, is a shock comic. He's going to say unpopular things. 
He's regretful. Uh, we don't encourage using racial slurs. However, we back his freedom of speech. We think that if you factor in the context, um, that may soften the blow. He's since apologized. Something. Be somewhat fucking diplomatic about the shit. And it just further proves, bro. Like, I think Javi told me, he's like, he's like, bro, you have that point of view because you come, you're coming into the comedy game with experience from the rap music world and the show business to where you knew it's about the fans. Mm -hmm. It's about being vertically integrated and being direct to the consumer and not letting, trust me, dog, when I was first starting off, I didn't know what an agent was. I didn't know what an agency really was. And CAA hit us up and I was like, new, new. I was so fresh and they wanted to sign me up. In hindsight, it's like, man, what would have happened? What could they have brought to the table? I probably would have been way out there more. Maybe they would have had me like a guest on some show on Comedy Central or maybe a little bit more exposure on MTV. or I don't know what. That's could have, would have, should have. But it just further proves that the machine don't care about you, man. Yeah. And that's why my wife manages me because she's going to care about me more than the industry. 